Bees don't waste their time explaining to the flies why honey is better than shit. Just remember that the next time somebody's trying to talk you out of your dreams. Welcome to episode uh, 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 Not So Fast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you We Ain't Bringing You Jack. The Petty Brothers have just taken control. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Y'all heard about us a few weeks ago, but they wouldn't let us in. Well, (laughs) we here now. So what is we going to do? That's the question. Man, what is we going to do today? We forget, the, forget these intros, man. We're not doing that today, man. We we, we finna just talk petty today. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Man, you know, I'm tired of people just being doing stupid stuff. <laughs> Period. Which stupid people are we talking about? Any um, nominate any any person you want to. Okay, let's start. <laughs> let's start with Pop Pop. Oh Lord. Pop, what did he do this week? Uh, who knows? I haven't, I haven't kept up pop pop this one. Who knows? He just giving out all kind of money and you know, taking care of everybody else's at home. Eight hundred? How much was it? Eight hundred million or billion? Yeah, no, it had to be million. Bill, it had to be billion. Eight point three billion. Yeah, don't tell okay. them pop pop. Eight point three billion given to the Ukrainians. So how do we one first? I guess my first question is how do we get that money back? Right, get it back. We they owe somebody, I guess. And... I mean, because if this country is going to be taken over by Putin and them, how are we getting that money back? Because I can't see Putin paying us back. I wouldn't pay you back either. Right. So, but here here's the main thing that ticks me off. You got. billion to give to a war that you ain't got nothing to do with, that you won't get involved in. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm not even getting to that part of it. But if you're able to take that type of money and put over there in a war that you have nothing to do with, a war that you claim to be saying we're not going to get involved in, there should be no hungry, there should be no poor, and minimum wage should not be a topic over here. Well, it sounds like somebody guilty somewhere. If you're giving out money like that, you're guilty somewhere in the midst. All day. That doesn't make any sense. You know, that's the same thing I say about like mega churches, right? If if the pastor is able to ride around in, I don't know, a Rolls Royce, then everyone in his congregation should be riding in something. Doesn't have to be a Rolls Royce necessarily. Well, they are riding it. Some of them are riding it. Something. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, they shouldn't have to be struggling by you know trying to catch the bus to get the service or catch a ride with somebody else. You see what I'm saying? Well, they're not struggling to catch the bus. It's only two fifty. To be struggling, it's only two fifty. They wanted to ride. They want to make sure he's straight. So they go to pay that them tithes and offers. So they go pay their two fifty. So they're not struggling. <sighs> That's how much you just catch the bus two fifty. Two fifty. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and I cover over time. Last time I caught the bus, it had to be a dollar, dollar ten with a transfer. Yeah. See, they moved up now. What are you talking about? Struggling? They ain't struggling. They all catching it. Some of it's a hoopty. If you got one good tie, one ball tie, they good. Nah, my point. You understand my point, though. I know you understand my point. I got your point. So yeah. do they. 
So, <laughs> so why do we have the the poor? Why do we have poverty in the quote unquote richest land in the world? <laughs> I mean, I know the answer to the question, so it's kind of rhetorical. Okay. Well, who says we're the richest land in the world? Well, that's what they would one would lead you to believe. Mm. I mean, if we just gave eight point three billion dollars in military gear to a country who's fighting a losing war, that means we got money to burn. I like I said, a losing war. Not because I don't I don't see you I still don't see Ukraine winning this war. Hey, I don't know. But I can tell you this, we're not the richest country. I'm just letting you know. Okay, that might you, and you may be right. You're not giving me anything, but you may be right on that. Well, the original but, country is always and will be the motherland. The originators okay. never duplicated. Okay. okay, all right, all right. So the richest country is Africa, yeah. or the continent, South Africa, right? Because Africa is a continent. I'm sorry, um, but they didn't. They didn't give any help to Ukraine. Why to my knowledge. Well, they got their people out. They do what they're supposed to do. They got their black folk out of there. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you fighting the war ain't got nothing to do with you. So they say, you know what? Y'all ain't been caring about us like that. So we're going to stay up to the side and just watch. Got popcorn over here and a little soda. And we're going to just watch and see what happens. So wait, did you hear about this though? I think this came out maybe two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Uh, people going over there to help Ukrainians. Right, mm-hmm. black people specifically going over to help Ukrainians mm-hmm. are still being called the N word by the very people that they're trying to help. Well, they say ignorance is bliss. So, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? No, seriously, what does that mean? Ignorance is bliss. I get, I, I know what ignorance is bliss means, but in relation to what I just said, what does that mean? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey man, these people ignorant, man. If you gonna be calling a nigga over here, you finna go all the way across the sea and get called a, a nigga again. Oh, right. Why, why we, travel so far? We can just stay right at, right at home. Well, you know what? You deserve every word you get when you get over there. Oh, Mikey, <laughs> everything they call you. That's if, crazy. If you that ignorant to go all the way across the sea to get what you can get right here and they still don't care about you, who fault is that? Oh my! I know. In your eyes, is our fault. All day long, is our fault. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. It is our fault. If you, how? If think you, about it, this though. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching your need of something. Okay. We talked when we talked last week. You were the same brother that said, "If I don't f with you, and I see you on the side of the road, <laughs> I'm just leaving." That I'm, is true. I'm not stopping. Right. That is true. So I see you on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I don't f with you, but I stop to help you. I stopped to help you anyway. Mm-hmm. Should there not be, I don't know, at the very least, some cordiality, uh, some, 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 some debt of gratitude? Well, like I always tell you, it depends on the individual. Yes, it should be. Right. But... So it doesn't really depend upon the individual. That's just normal, common courtesy at the very least. Let's be real about this. Well, courtesy depends on the individual. Depends on the... <laughs> I know you always say that. It depends upon an individual as far as whether they choose to give any type of courtesy, any type right. of gratitude. Right. However, on a just on a level of right versus wrong, 
Get the individual. Just the right versus wrong. That should be. Well, again, I have, I, I, unfortunately, I, I, I have agree to you, or disagree with me. I, I, I'm on the side of the fence. Okay. <laughs> oh, the side of the fence? Yeah. Which side of the fence are you on? It depends on what side of the fence, what day it is. Like I told you. <laughs> the day is Sunday. <laughs> Today is I, Sunday. What side of the fence are you on today? <laughs> we don't know yet. They had coffee yet. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, seriously, it depends, man. It, everything depends on the individual between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see human beings are the most complicated people in the world. You will want them to do these these right things you want them to do, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. human beings have a different type of mindset. They will make you change your mind. Now, yes, going over Ukraine in the sense of huge, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For human rights purposes and, you know, just being human and want to help everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does make sense. But now you're taking the same human being who calls you a nigga, calls you a monkey. You ain't nothing but a this, that, and the other. <laughs> you going to go over there and still help them? I just don't agree with it. Oh, I, I agree with you in that respect. So the only thing I'm saying is someone is risking their life, putting their health at risk, putting their health at risk, one. Two, even if they're not putting their health at risk, they're taking the time out of their lives, busy or not. I don't care if you just sit at home all but day and play video games 24-7, but if you see, some, you see a situation going on and you decide to drop that and now go and help someone. I feel that's your fault. Yeah, but you say it's your fault. Yeah. I'm saying that's humanity. That's showing a, just a little humanity. And you can't get, quote unquote, decent respect? Mm-mm. That's why my humanity state goes as far as you <laughs> let me see it. Oh, I'm, you. So, I'm so sorry that happened to y'all. Let me go back to the regular schedule, schedule uh, channel over here. Because at the end of the day, you over there shooting. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, nigga, hey, nigga, pass me another bullet. Pass me another. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, Mikey, you hear me talk? Right. I'm always going to turn on you. <laughs> oh, so, <clears throat> it's the time, energy, and money for you to get over there. It could have took that same two or three hundred, five hundred dollars and help somebody over here. True, that's very true. So that's why I say and, it's your fault. It, it's not you know not yours personally, mm-hmm, but it's your mm-hmm. fault. Or the individual you gonna go over there, mm-hmm. even if you look at what um, I think it was Muhammad Ali. He did a it's a thing on Instagram or even on Facebook that's going around and talking to um, a reporter. A reporter asked him. Hey, you know, if it's, it's some good black folk, good white folk, he's saying it is. It is some good white folk out there. He says, but I got a thousand snakes coming at me, and I see a good, a, a good, some good snakes out there, and I got a chance to go through this door. You think I'm going to just go through the door and tell all the good snakes to come on in when I got a thousand snakes looking at me or something to that? Man, no, I'm going to shut the door. Ain't nobody getting in. So, you have to uh, do what's right for you. I just. Sometimes we don't do things that make sense because we want to save everybody. Right. Save, save yourself. Right. If you save yourself first, you can go back for everybody else. Then you can pick and choose. Um, switch gears a little bit. Uh-oh. Did you hear about um, Dwayne Haskins? You're right. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback that was killed, right, <laughs> a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. He got hit by a dump truck and then another car hit him. Wow. I didn't know that detail. Yeah, but <clears throat> his parents never met his wife, 
and were for that reason were not going to the funeral. They didn't want that to be the first time meeting his wife. How long they been? How long have this woman been married? From what I read, they just got married last year, May, June, something like that. So it's been has been a year, but it was pl- still plenty enough time for them to have met. Something going on with that that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something going on with that situation. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, they didn't want their first time meeting her to be his funeral. I but can understand that. I can too, to a degree, and at the same time too. Uh, you know, it's my child. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my child. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of conflicting for me. Now, I know they had other memorials, other memorial services for him, and I'm pretty sure they were going to attend one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not written in the articles I've seen, but I'm pretty sure that's what they were going to do. You yeah. know, just attend one of those memori- memorials, but still the actual funeral itself. I don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're friends that they haven't met of his as well. Mm-hmm. If they haven't met his wife, so yeah. I don't see what the deal is on that. So yeah, there's something else going on with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. I'm gonna tell you something so funny. You know, I told you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always tell you, don't come to my house without knocking, right? I mean, without calling me, right? Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Somebody came to my house the other day without calling. Without calling. Mm-hmm. And they called me while he's at my house. Now, <laughs> that granted, I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. So I finally looked and I, and I saw my phone ringing. I just put it back in my pocket because I was out. Yeah. And then I get back and I look on my on my ring camera. I said, oh, look at this individual here. <laughs> First they call and then they, then they ring. Yeah. When and they I called, you didn't answer. And then when they ring, you're not at home anyway to answer. Mm-hmm. So wait, let me, let me explain to me how this ring thing works. So even though you're you're not home, you're you're away. You can still respond to them remotely. Is that correct? Wherever yes. you are. Okay. Yes. If you got, if you have it uh, set up like, so I change how mine is set up, so I can't respond to you like at my door. Mm-hmm. Um. So that didn't happen. I only can see you and see how patiently you're, you're waiting for somebody to come to the door. Okay. I said, "Oh, they're so patient. Look at them." <laughs> I hear you. And then uh, I get a phone call from my one of my kids, and uh, finally, because they didn't go with us, and I said, "Okay, well, let me answer the phone for them." So I answered. Well, I missed the phone call because I didn't hear it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, was, it was in vibrate. And um, so I called back. He said, "Oh, did it? I feel like I heard somebody at the door." <laughs> and um, I said, well, "I don't know who it was. You all right? You good?" Went back and checked the camera. It was somebody at the door. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, well, this, this individual wait to the last man to call me. They had called me before, like a couple of weeks before. Oh, I'm in your area. I said, I'm not at home. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been trying to tell people, don't come to my house and tell me you in my area. And then just come to my house and show up and think I'm supposed to open the door. Mm-mm, we're not doing that. I wasn't at home anyway. I just laughed. I said, these people going to learn one way or the other. Wow. I'm not that individual. Wow. I think we know this. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think we know this. And if for those who don't, we're learning. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I just, I just, I just don't understand people. Like, right. Call. Call way ahead of say, hey, I may come to your area. You know, 
I can understand if you don't show up, and I'm okay with that. Right. I just had that happen to me the other day. Uh, my kids called, said, Daddy, we're going to come over. Right? He told me a couple days in advance. I said, okay, I'm going to cook and everything, right? Uh-huh. Man, I'm joking. They didn't come. What? Yeah, them boys didn't come. I said, so I saw them yesterday at their brother's birthday party. I said, have me a What One of them said, well, man, I got mixed up with a girl, Daddy. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I All said, right. So, That's I, cool. I, That's excusable. I, I said, well, I can't compete with that, so. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I see how you do me. I see how you do me. And then uh, the other one, he don't drive. And his girlfriend went to sleep soon as she got out of work. So she said, I told her to text you. I said, hey, it is what it is. Y'all, right. I said, these cell phones work for a reason. <laughs> right. They're, look, they're smartphones, but they're only as smart as the user. <laughs> and honestly, it ain't going but so far. Oh. <laughs> So wait, you just made me think about something. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was talking with my son last night, <clears throat> and I told him I said we're gonna have to sit down and have a nice little conversation before you uh, dash off to college. And uh, I remember telling him we sat down and had the talk. Right, uh-huh. I purposely sat down and had the talk with him. Both, actually, both me and my wife did. We sat down and had the talk with him. Uh, before his freshman and before his sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. Junior year, of course, he was home because of COVID. Uh, senior year, he, wasn't, he hasn't been home. He's been back in class. But I didn't sit down and have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm bringing this up, I'll show you how things change. When I talked to him, when I opened up the conversation with him in his freshman year, what? This is 22, so four, four years ago. Mm-hmm. He tells me he didn't feel comfortable having this conversation. He wasn't ready yet, mm-hmm. right? I said, well, son, it's coming. If it ain't here yet, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we're going to have this conversation. We have to have this conversation because I don't want you to get caught up into a situation mm-hmm. without the, knowing, without having the knowledge of this conversation. So last night when we sit down and we talk, I said, um, I said, we're going to have to sit down and have another little talk again before you leave off of college. I said, you know, you got to watch how you conduct yourselves with your friends, you know, who you have in your car, what they have on you, what they have on them. And we have to have another girl conversation. And I said, um, <clears throat> I said, I knew before you told me you weren't interested. He said, no. And he said, um, uh-huh. he said yeah, we got to have that conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> That boy said he don't see all them gals down there. So, so I said, wait. Because I brought up, I brought up, I said, um, I said, we have, we have to invest in some condoms. First thing he asked me, he said, are they expensive? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, they're not expensive. I said, uh, but we, you know, we need to talk about this. So I said, you seem like you're, you have a different perspective of this conversation. He just looked at me and nodded his head. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, oh boy. Now I'm look. Tea. So now look. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take my hey, go to Sam's. Give my boy, give my boy the pack. <laughs> I did that to my son. He mm-hmm. said, "Thank you, Daddy. Thank you." I said, "Yes, sir. I gotta have you ready, boy." Oh boy! <laughs> I said, "I want you. I have, I have butt naked. You ain't got nothing." Right, right. He said, "Thank you, Daddy. Thank you." I said, "Yeah, man. I know you're in a whole different state with a whole bunch of different girls." Yes, sir. I get it. So, yes, sir. 
He told me to appreciate. He said that you just don't know how I appreciate. It. Yeah, I do. I, I've been your age before. Mm-hmm. I understand. It just shows you though how things how things switch around, how they change. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna hit this right quick. You um, text me this particular question: Who's the real prize, <laughs> men or women? So let's just dive into that a little bit. Oh, you want to get into that? Man, I didn't know we was going to yeah. be <laughs> hey. serious, man. Huh? Hey, we ain't serious. This ain't serious. Just <laughs> give me your thoughts. Who's the real prize? Men or women? Now, my Both. first... Now, I was just about to say, I'm going to guess and say your first thought would be, depends upon who it is. Depends upon the person. <laughs> yeah, that's see. usually how you dance around stuff. <laughs> but you said both both okay all right so give me your theory on that both you can't have one without the other one can't be as effective or proficient or successful without the other hmm. what about yourself I know, um, you was looking, I know you thought I was going to say something different I thought you were going to say something crazy yeah I did um Equally yoked. Equally yoked. My, I was in uh, college at the time, and me and my sister, we were debating with my grandmother, and we were having a couples, you know, a couples debate about, you know, you love who you love. My argument was, <clears throat> doesn't matter if I have a PhD and she only has a sixth grade education. If I love her, that's all. That should be the only thing that matters. And then, you know, she loves me. And my grandmother was sitting there quoting the Bible, saying. Y'all got to be equally yoked. And you having a PhD and she having a sixth grade education, y'all ain't going to be able to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. But grandma, I said, the only thing, love is supposed to be able to conquer all. Needless to say, that argument went nowhere. But I can tell you this, grandma won. <laughs> all right. Grandma won that argument. So that's how I look at it. You know, so you have this, to be. Uh huh. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. What does equally yoked mean? Equally yoked. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think you have to be, uh, from a practical sense, I think you have to have similar interests. Um, you have to have similar morals. Not necessarily the same, but it needs to be similar. And to a degree, you're not going to agree on everything, but you have to agree on, an, on important issues. I thought they said opposites attract. Oh, yeah, they do. But when you flip them over, they repel, too. <laughs> 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 they repel and that's where the train wreck could happen because you don't know what's on the repelling side mm. you know and just as quick as you are able to attract is just as quick as you're able to turn off it's almost like a light switch mm. almost like a light switch you got to turn on the light to have to expel the darkness but as soon as you turn that light off the darkness takes, takes back over which one wins it all depends upon the light switch. Mm. So in this case, it depends upon uh, how big is the attraction versus how big is the repellent. And mm. I think it's, it can be equal. So yeah, opposites can attract, but can they also fight through what repels them? And that's, that can, I mean, usually the, the attraction, when we think of attraction, we think in physical, right? And let's mm-hmm. just say that the sexual chemistry is great. But if that's the only place where you can agree, you're going to have a problem. Mm, that is true. You're going to have a problem. 
So true. we can we can argue all day long, but let us get up in that bedroom. We are right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much of your life that you're gonna spend in that bedroom. That's true. <clears throat> that is true. Yeah, I wondered. Um, I thought it would be a definitely a great topic mm-hmm. uh, because I would love to hear. Uh, because you hear different stories. Uh, some women will say that they're the prize, and you got some guys that say, you know, we're the prize. Um, but I would love to have that discussion, which is definitely something. I would love to have a different male perspective and a different fe- female, a more than one female perspective mm-hmm. on it. Um, and a female that can actually give great explanation and can go and the same with a guy as well. They can both get explanation and really dive into the topic. I think that'll be really good. I don't want any. I don't want any type of person that's just a, a surface person. I need. I want to dive deep into it. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be something, uh, really something good. But uh, yeah, I, I, was, I agree with you. I think it would be a great topic to dig, dig into. Here is the one thing when I'm as we're talking about it briefly that I think about. Um, you know how that saying behind every good man is a good woman. Mm-hmm. I never liked that saying because it always sounds like to me, my at least from what the way either the way it's said or maybe it's just my interpretation or misinterpretation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sounds like they're saying the man is good because the woman helped make or create him to make him good, mm-hmm. right? So, so she saw, so she saw a bag of bones, and molded him into the man that he is today no why would she waste her time doing that Mm -hmm. i believe that she was a good person also and she saw a good man and they were led to find each other well i will say it works both ways and she saw potential in this person and Mm -hmm. in order for this for potential to work sometimes it just has to be orchestrated the correct way and Sometimes when we start talking about relationships and dating mm-hmm. or even marriage, yeah, every person cannot orchestrate or build the person that the other person needs to be because they're not equipped. Oh, <laughs> they're not equipped to handle what they have. Like sometimes if you give a person a bag of tools, somebody know some sometimes one person may be able to know what to do and the other person may not know what to do. <laughs> but if you give male or female a bag of tools and that the right person gets them and say, you know what, I know exactly what to do and help build this person up, then now that person can be the person that they were meant to be because they have been uh, helped, they were helped molded into the potential person that they were always meant to be. And that person who helped get them there was, like you said, was there for them. God created them for the individual to get there. Okay. <clears throat> so it sounds like you agree with me then. They were, uh word I'm looking for, I guess. They were created for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some movie I was watching on Netflix some, a couple of years ago. Can't remember the name of the movie. I think it was a Netflix original though, so I can, I can probably find it. Um, it was like the end of the world, one of those apocalyptic movies. And this guy comes to this part of the land looking for <clears throat> a specific scientist, but he finds mm-hmm. his daughter instead. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what happens, they, um, he's, he reads a lot, and they get into a discussion about what he's reading, and it's some, philo- some philosopher that says, 
we were actually two people at one point, or we were one person, we were separated. And then what happens is we spend the rest of our lives looking for the person we were separated from, equating to quote unquote soulmate. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting theory at least. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Of course, we don't know if that's the case or not. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a very interesting theory because I've always thought of us as uh, people who, you know, we're we're social creatures. Human beings are social social creatures by nature. Most of us, at least. And what we seek out is love. You know, love for one another, or love to be loved, and to also share love. So we're mm-hmm. always seeking that that person. We're always in seek mode, even when we're not, we're doing it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was, you know, I've always thought that was interesting. This is, this is deep. Hmm? This is, yo, yeah, that's deep. Yeah. So I got another one for you. Go ahead. I don't know if you've been keeping up, it's on Instagram. You Do you remember Benzino? Uh, he used to own the Source, Source Magazine. I never read Source Magazine, so I'm not familiar with it at all. Who was his old guy. Uh-huh. No, that wasn't like a hip-hop magazine, though? Yeah, it was a hip-hop okay. magazine. Yeah. So now his daughter's in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And she's a waste of space, in my opinion. <laughs> in, okay. In, in the industry, as far as music is concerned. All right. Um, I don't want to say, you know, in bad for a young lady, but just musically. Sure. Why? I just... <laughs> why? <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of music out here. I just say Why? Who, who who allowed you to start doing music? <laughs> but anyway, oh boy. him him and Fifty Cent are going at it right now, and oh I boy. think dude just start just just trying to stay relevant. And I just I said okay, dude, give it up, just give it up. He has so many different issues going on right now. Does he know that he can't win? I, I don't think he knows that. He actually thinks he can win. You can't like, win with Fifty. I'm like, this dude is the most pettiest dude out there. <laughs> I don't know where he gets We talk about 50, right? 50, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I don't know who where he gets his information from, but right. dude is the pettiest dude. You think you finna win? I said, nah. 50 finna ruin you, dude. <laughs> oh man. I said, I wish I wish this dude was I wish this Benzino dude would stop. I seen him one day. Uh-huh. He he in Atlanta. Okay. And um, I was going to the cemetery to see my parents. He don't have no neck. I said, man, that's Benzino. <laughs> she said, how you know? I said, he ain't got no neck. I can see him right here. <laughs> so she said, boy, you crazy. I said, hey. Oh, my God. Hey, wait, wait, wait. He ain't got no neck, and he going, he going after 50? Yeah. 50 <laughs> go roast to the death, man. And I said, and he <laughs> got a big old head. I said, roll this man. 50 go roast him to death. Oh man! And then Fifty so petty. Fifty said, "I'm gonna put your daughter on in the in the acting world." <laughs> oh. oh, I love it. <clears throat> I have to I have to be real with you. He seems like a a freaking genius with power. Who Fifty? Uh huh. He seems like a freaking genius with power. Well, you know what he said, right? He said the same. What he, he said? He said the same thing. Shake said. It's almost like if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. I, 50, I, I like that. I agree with that. 50 said he surround himself with smart people. He mm-hmm. said he know he don't know everything. So he surround himself with people that's smarter than him. 
because he's a decision maker. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons uh, practices the same philosophy. I think every. I think all of them do. Honestly, it ain't. It ain't Bill necessarily. Bill Gates. It ain't mm-hmm. quote unquote. The, even if you think the guy who did, did Apple, he didn't do mm-hmm. anything. It was. It was everybody who they all. It was people around him mm-hmm. collectively that did it. But he knew how to put again, like I was saying earlier. He knew how to orchestrate it. He took right. those bag of tools and know how to use them. He knew how to use them. So, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's um very smart on his part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not gonna win a um a, a a, what a war of words. You're not gonna <laughs> win that with uh fifty. You're not gonna win a petty fest. You're not... <laughs> <laughs> I think the only person that kind of got 50 to kind of calm down was a, a rapper of the game. Mm. And and I think he just calmed down for a little bit. He's like, all right, man, whatever. 50 was like, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, brother, but. Mm-mm-mm. Now, what is. So today you can be petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today you can be petty. Okay, cool. What's one of the things, what's a pet peeve for you? Pet peeve for me. Uh, mm. You can be petty today, so you can go and say it. You know that. <sighs> but I always remember what we say. Watch what you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess... It get I guess for me it would get a little bit too serious in what we're doing. I don't like to be lied to, ah. especially especially by my children. <clears throat> and the temptation that always comes to me when I find out that I'm being lied to, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lie to you. What about <laughs> that's what the about first your, thing I want to do? What about your friends and family? Well, you know what I do. I I haven't really busted family in any lie, at least not close family. And, you know, the further the further that circle spreads out, then, yeah. And it's not close to me. Yeah, you can find lies up in there. But as far as, like, close family, I can't say that I can, you know, honestly find lies within there. Mm-hmm. But, like, with friends are concerned, when, when I find out it, it's disappointing, so I don't get petty with it, mm-hmm. I just usually just cut it off. Oh, okay. I just usually just cut it off, period. You know, sort of like, um, like with you. You don't, uh, you F with who you F with, and who you don't, you don't. So what I do is, you if I figure out you're a you know liar or you're not who I thought you were, then it's time for me to start you know putting that distance between us. Mm. And I think that's I think it's best for the both of us, because I don't you know just like the the name of the podcast, no bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not by accident that that's the name. Right, right. Now, do you make do you make the other party aware? Um, I just, how do you just leave my dad? It can go both ways. It can uh, go both ways. Depends if on what they, dad is, huh? If they no, no, it's not like that. I don't stay at a hundred or anything like that. It just depends. <laughs> if they come to me, if they come to me and ask me what's up, I will, mm-hmm. we'll sit down and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. If um, but if they don't, then I just keep I keep it going. And more than likely, they won't because they're still stuck on that BS. Mm. And so they don't even realize what's going on anyway. And if they do. They're still stuck on that BS, so it doesn't matter. And so it's sort of like forgiveness. Why waste your time forgiving someone who has not repented? And what is who, repentance? Who has not, 
Who, who has not? Well, repentance, acknowledging, acknowledging you were wrong, acknowledging to what you're wrong to whomever it is you wrong, to whomever mm-hmm. it is you offended, to whomever it is you told you stepped on. Why? Well, I didn't you, know you. I didn't know if you went to the Catholic Church and did ten Hail Marys. And, nah, and nah, threw Baptist. water, threw water nah. over uh, on both sides of your shoulder and threw salt and did the Harlem <laughs> Shake. I didn't know. Look, been uh, raised, born and raised Baptist, attended Catholic school all my life. Uh, entertained the thoughts of becoming a priest, but never did that, and never went to um, never went to confession or anything like that. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, and I don't. Okay. I, I know some of the, pra- the Catholic practices, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily practice them. Um, I'm just aware of them, but gotcha. I feel like why am I going to go to a priest to confess when I can either talk to God or go to the person that I offended and talk to them? Okay. So for me, confession was never a thing. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> but so, um, you, so your pet peeve is being lied to. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That nah, can't handle that. Can't do it. No matter if it's a friend, family, friend, family, whomever. Once I find out, once I find out you lied to me, that that rope gets severed real quick. I don't care how thick it is. That rope gets severed real quick. What about people who don't who don't hold true to their word? That's the same thing as a liar. Okay, <laughs> that's the same thing as a liar. You can't hold true to your word, then what's your word worth? What is your word worth? Mm. Ain't worth the time that it takes you to, to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think that's being petty. I just think that you just, as, like you said, it's a pet peeve about it. Yeah, yeah. Just want to know. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Just curious. See, I believe you when you say, if I see you on the side of the road trying to change your tire, you need some help, car won't start or whatever, and I don't F with you. I'm gonna keep on going. I believe you. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. You ain't stopping because you're you're one that's true to your word. So at the same time, if you say you're going to do something, you're a man of your word. I try my best. So no matter whether I think you're funny or whether I think you're serious, I know that what you speak, that's what you're going to do. And that's why we are where we are. Some people like to find out the hard way, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I like I mean, <laughs> for real though, that's why we are where we are because you are who you say you are. I like showing it to him too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And my wife tell me all the time. Sometimes you gotta let people be great. I say, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm, but I, you know, I'm getting older now, man. So I don't. I do my best not to let things upset me the way I used to. And number one thing it can sell, the number one thing that can really upset you are the things that are closest to you. So, you know, you value the people you love. Yeah. So now when, when I it used to be when I tell my son or daughter something and, you know, I'm getting pushed back or they're simply not listening, I blow up. Now, okay, come on, sit down. Let's have a conversation. I'll give you a little simple example. Christian, take the trash out, please. And when you take the trash out to the trash can, bring the cur- trash can to the curb because today is trash day. They're picking it up in the morning. I go outside a few minutes later. The trash has been taken out, but the trash can is still at the side of the house. It's not at the uh, curb. All right. So, <laughs> uh, Christian, where are you? I'm in the shower. Okay, come see me after you get out of the shower. So then he comes down and, okay, bruh, you didn't take the trash can to the curb. Oh, I forgot. I, I understand. We're both on the same page. We're both forgetful. I can relate to that. So now, rather than, you know, blowing what I would have done years ago, I would have been blowing up at him. Now, let's just have a conversation. Mm. You got to pay attention to details. 
Mm. I said, this isn't, this is just about a trash can right now, but it could be something bigger later. And you're forgetting a major detail to what I asked you to do to, or better yet, to what was asked of you. So now if I didn't go out and check to see if the trash can was brought out to the curb, trash man is going to pass in the morning and keep on going. You're going to pass right by my house. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have to understand what it is I'm asking you to do. I may not explain to you the whys of it, but just do what I ask you to do and do your best not to forget it. I said, and you know, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you or anything like that, but just do as I ask. Now mm-hmm. that issue is then resolved. But see, if I got to talk to you, and this could be friend, family, you know, whatever. If I got to keep on talking to you about the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, this conversation ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so we got to cut it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you don't do that with, you, with your children because you have, that's, a, that's where I understand the unconditional love. Because mm-hmm. I think that's, I, I think that's the only place where unconditional love actually exists from parent to child. Mm. Probably from child to parent, pending the relationship, but definitely from parent to child. I think that's the only place as far as humanity is concerned where unconditional love truly exists. Hmm. So you don't think it exists with husband and wife? No, Hmm. no, uh, uh, no, you, I mean, if that's the case, that's easily explained by divorce. The divorce rate, I think, is what either fifty or north of fifty percent in America. Well, uh, well, 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 hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It goes back to what you said. What's that? Some people are not equally yoked. See, some people think they're necessarily in love when they're not in love. They're just in lust. Or some are done it or are married by obligation. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. If you think you're in love. What you're saying is you're not in love. So if you think you're in love and you're actually not in love and you're actually in lust, then there's no love to discuss because it's not love any anyway. So there can be no unconditional love. There can always be a there can always be a unconditional lust. <laughs> okay, but it's not always unconditional love. Not between a husband and wife. And I think that I mean I don't know this, but I think that goes for same sex marriages as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the divorce rate is among, you know, the the gay community, but uh, if it's like it is with the heterosexual community, then mm-hmm. it's the same thing. The true, the true, the purest form of love. Well, I shouldn't say the purest form, but unconditional love. It's mm-hmm. just, I believe it's just strictly from parent to child, mm-hmm. and so probably child to parent, depending the, the relationship. But you don't. But you don't think unconditional love is between husband and wife. No. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. No, I don't think that. Do you love your ex-wife? I love her because God told me I got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you, but you know why I asked you that question. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, the difference is, though, uh-huh. I found out that I, wasn't, I was never in love with you. Okay. Okay. But yes. you all have two children together, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it just came out of something that happened. Okay, okay. You all have two <laughs> children together, correct? That is true. Do you love your sons? All day, every day. Okay. Look how fast you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look how, and you love all four of them. All day, every day. Look how fast you said that. You just mm-hmm. proved my point. So even whatever you're about to say, you're only going against <laughs> your own point. But not necessarily, though. Go ahead. Not necessarily. Uh-huh. Because <clears throat> I love my wife, just like you love your wife. Mm-hmm. And and so with them saying that, it's certain things that you would definitely do for your wife that you won't do for your ex. 
That is correct. Right? There's certain things that you're that you're willing to tolerate that you didn't tolerate with your ex. That does not mean that my love for my wife, however, is unconditional. So are you telling me that your love for your wife is conditional? Yes. And I'm not so, and then when I say this, I'm not saying to you that I have, <laughs> have etched in my mind what I will do or what I won't do, and this is it, this is the limit. What mm-hmm. I'm saying to you is when I say unconditional, um if your child ticks you off, you're going to be ticked off for a time period. But mm-hmm. after that time period elapses, or you all sit down and have a conversation, or you punish them, or whatever, whatever the deal is, mm-hmm. you're, whatever, whatever you went through to get back to your normal place of, with them, when you're back on even kill, your love for them never went away. It should be the same for your wife, though. It should be, but I'm not, in, in, but I don't think it is. I think it depends upon the individual. We see you. That's where you go with the individual thing. I don't think it's an individual thing. I think it's a human thing, and I think it's proven, like I said, simply by the divorce rate in America. But, I'm in my I'm in my second marriage. You're in your second marriage. We have friends who we know are in their second marriages, right? But, but even if you say by humanity things, even humanity is, is by by individual people. <clears throat> Listen, mm-hmm. think about this. Go ahead. You and I. You say you're doing, would you, let me ask you this. If your wife was sick and she threw up all, all over the floor, would mm-hmm. you clean it up? Or would you wait for her to get to, until she feel better? Even if she said, babe, don't worry about it, I clean it up. Would you say, would you just let her clean it up knowing that she don't feel good? She she knows <laughs> I'd be there to uh, clean it up. Right. So She it, knows that based upon what I've done for her previously when she's right. needed to. Yeah. Okay. So when you're upset with her, no matter how you look at it, the mm-hmm. same, th- same scenario with your kids. Mm-hmm. You still love her the same, right? Correct. It's unconditional love. So even if you think about it from the divorce rate, right? Mm-hmm. Most time, those people were not in love. They thought they was in love. They thought that the type of relationship that they had was a loving relationship. Until certain situations happened that put them into a conditional type of love. So it was never in the unconditional relationship or unconditional love relationship. They was in the conditions based upon whatever individual standards that they have, they said, well, I love you to this to this day. I love you as long as this light switch is on. As soon as light switch is off, or, just, or when the light switch is uh, off and it's back on, I can't love you. So those are conditional type people with, uh, with conditional type of love. Unconditional love for your wife, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, before you had kids, you was all unconditional love for your wife. Before you had kids, you would do anything to make her happy. You would do anything in your power that, that worked out for you, for her. See, you're messing with some stuff. You're messing with some stuff. And I'm going I'm to bring you back to a conversation we had when April was on with us. Okay. You said, uh, you and April both, I believe, said it is your responsibility to be happy. It to is. make your own happiness. It However, is. you just said you will do whatever it takes to make your wife happy. Right, but but I, you know why I can say that? Go ahead. Because I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, so now because I'm ha- you're happy, now you're going to go ahead and make your wife happy because you're happy. Right. Because, because all the... Ha- uh-huh. Basically what I'm saying is uh-huh. if, if you're in a good space, if you're in a good headspace, if you're in a good yeah. environment... Then okay. you're happy, then that happiness will automatically transcend to your wife. Now, if you're in a bad environment 
right? And let's just say mm-hmm. you happy, but your ex, let's just, you know, our exes are not happy. They're not really making us happy. It's going to be mm-hmm. hard for you to try to make that person happy because you don't do everything you can do and that person's still unhappy. Okay. You get what I'm saying? But even though mm-hmm. you may be happy, or even if you're unhappy, you ain't trying to make her happy. Because it's not where you are. But okay. when, you're in, when you're in a good place, right? You're happy. Now that happiness will transcend to, to your relationship. So let me ask you a question. How do I get how, how did I get to that quote unquote happy space? Well, that's something you gotta dig into. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> all right. So I, I how I get to that happy space, how have I got to that happy space? So now I'm gonna go in now try to bring my wife to that happy space. Why isn't it her responsibility to get to our own happy space? Because and I'm it, asking it, you this because no, this is what you said. said it, then. It, but you, it is for it is for her to get to our own happy space as well. Both parties have to be in their own happy space. So I'm then, why do you say then now you go and and make your wife happy? Because both parties, once you bring that blissfulness from you and she brings it from herself, you bring it together. Then both of you all can make your relationship greater. I'm just gonna refer you to to the therapist. Uh, Tracy Simpson, please. <laughs> I'm just going for anybody that needs. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, go see Miss uh, Tracy Simpson, I'm, please. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to That's fine. <laughs> so uh, we're in the same spot we were before we were discussing. Well, you are not ready to put conditions on, on your on your on your love <laughs> with your woman. So oh, I think is. I think that everyone <laughs> has conditions. Everyone, we are selfish beings by nature. I agree. We love because of. But how can all right? you... And the only, the only time we love in spite of is when we have child. But why? And, why? and I'm sure you can agree with this. You can't ever experience unconditional love until you become a parent to understand it. What I'm saying to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So what I'm asking is, go ahead. How do you have unconditional love for your child? But not for the person you, you who bore your child, or who helped you conceive your child, and this is for men and females. I don't. I know you only talk from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at your children, you're looking at a piece of you, a major piece of you that came from you. Um, that's that's your seed. That is, um, you can literally look at your child. Well, yeah, half, I remember, you know, I remember when I was half, like that. It's half. It's half. Well, yeah, yeah, half. But still, that's you're going to see both halves. Actually, you're going to see both halves. You're going to see parts of you that you like. You're going to see parts of you that you dislike, and you wish you could purge out of out of your child. And at the same time, too, you're going to see parts of your of your spouse within your child that you like, that you endear to, and parts that you wish you could purge out as well. That's that's an inevitable. But at the same time, too. That is still your, and I can't explain it because I think unconditional love is inexplicable. And this is why I say, this is why I say love between a man and woman, husband and wife, or same sex is conditional. What is the number one reason for divorce in America? It could be finances. There you go. There you go. Do you know with infidelity, when infidelity enters into a marriage, most marriages still stay together? But I think those are. But if the money ain't right, sorry to cut you off. But mm-hmm. if the money ain't right, I ain't staying. But that's the insecurities. Because you, I know somebody who's a blue collar worker and a white collar worker and been mm-hmm. married for years. I think mm-hmm. those are more insecurities on the individuals. And but any in any type of relationship, to me, it's a power struggle. And 
person cannot um, submit to the other person, mm-hmm. then you you will never win. Now, I agree with you when you say there's a power struggle, but why does a power struggle exist with someone who you're sharing and building a life with? Why sh- why is there one, and what should there be one? It shouldn't be one. You should be on the same accord, but at the end of the day, individually, people can't get it together because they can't submit to each other. You can't submit and say, hey, let's take our finances and work together, right? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you take your finances and let's work together. There's no common, no common thread there. So nobody can't say, you know what, this is one household. We're going to function as one household. You say, well, that's your money over there and that's my money over here. So then now you got somebody saying, well, I do, I've been doing more overtime than you and I think I should have my money for this. Or I've been doing this instead of saying, you know what, this is one household. We trying to accomplish one goal, right? Yes, you should have your own account. Yes, you should do this. Yes, you should do that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have somebody who's on the same type of playing field, and it, then it's, just, it's a constant power struggle. I am of the mindset, and I know I'm probably wrong, as I usually am, and I'm cool with it. Um, <clears throat> no, I will say that is true. Most of you cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is it, one, money is the number one reason for divorce in America, specifically. And I'm saying America specifically because I know I actually did research on it. That's how I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm wording it that way. Mm-hmm. But in infidelity, when, when infidelity enters, we still stay. And to me, that, that is much more sacred than we're, when we're talking about the money. But why do we stay with infidelity? And I've had relationships where I have gone outside and yet we remain together. Struggled, but we remain together for a time. But when the money is funny, you're no longer my honey. Why is that? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I heard that. For, I heard that term a long time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I wish I had the answer to that. I really don't. I mm-hmm. don't have the answer to it. I would love to hear somebody's perspective on it. To be quite honest, if someone can come with a, a, a good perspective on it, please email us at the gospel truth at no bs at gmail dot com. But I would love to hear someone's perspective on it. Uh, I don't have the answer. I mean, <clears throat> just like you said, most people say, you know what? I forgave you. Don't worry about your cheat, but when it comes to that money, I don't know, man. Something about money, boy. Stop playing people's they money, boy. They don't play. You may and, get and cut. You'll get cut. <laughs> you'll get yeah. cut because of the money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's that's a dilemma. That's yep. a dilemma. That, but that, like I said, to me, um, how we got to this, no. Between spouses, love mm-hmm. is not unconditional. I disagree. That is, that is my belief. That's why I disagree. That's why I disagree. I think it depends on the individual relationship and the individual that's in the relationship. And I think that's what makes it conditional, unconditional. Okay. We can agree to disagree. All again. day long. Yeah. Again. And this, and this time, yeah, but this time we know I'm right. I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that now. I think, uh, but I do agree with you know we do have unconditional love for our kids, mm-hmm. uh, but I just don't understand why it doesn't transcend to our wives. 
because that person was there to help you create these kids. So I'm going to read this to you. This is um, this is a song by uh, this jazz artist I've fallen in love with. Oh, my God. I love I love his music. I love his voice. But I love this song, especially the name of the song is If Love is Overrated. And it's by Gregory Porter. Okay, I was actually saving this for the G6 Summit. But since we're now talking about this, I want to read this. If love is overrated, let me be the one that is naive. If love is overrated, let me be the one that is deceived. Let me find that your hands that are touching me is not the hands that's supposed to be. Your lips, an illusion. Let me be the only fool for your embrace. Let me fall upon my face. I like this strange illusion. If love is overrated, why is it the only thing I serve? If love is overrated, why is the one I'm in the one that I deserve? I can tell you, oh, it feels so real. Every touch that I steal, your arms an illusion. Let me be the only fool for your embrace. Let me fall upon my face. I like the strange illusion. With love's never ending dream, it's a risk I like to take in the hope I never wake from this thing I call my fake reality. If love is overrated, let me be the one that is naive. Let me be the one that is deceived. Thanks. I like that. Mm-hmm. My point is, at the end of the day, that's what we should really be striving for. That's what we should really be um, in search of together, individually. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we should really be striving for. That's how we make this world a better place. You know, in the beginning of this, I talked about the uh, money sent over to Ukraine to help them in, in continuing to lose this war. Uh, and then I said, why there should be no poverty here in America? There should be no minimum wage discussion. Shouldn't be a discussion. Should be raised. Period. Mm-hmm. Right? We're always, we're always talking about money. We just talked mm-hmm. about it with, with marriage. Number one reason for divorce. If the money is funny, can't be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's not love. And I'm not saying necessarily that just because you go out and you cheat on someone that you don't love them. Nor am I saying that you're a fool if you stay, if you were the person cheated on. That's your decision for whatever reason you made that decision. But my question is, why do we, why do we leave if the money ain't right, but we stay if there's infidelity, the two, that's the answer I would like to question. Y'all, well, that's the question I would like to answer, mm-hmm. you know, for me. <clears throat> so, yeah, like you said, put out, putting out our email address, trying to get an answer to that question. I would love that. But um, at the end of the day, I think we're all, that's what we're really seeking. We're seeking love. And when you think that money's going to bring you that, you're more foolish than you, what you were before you started out on that quest. Mm, that's true. That is so true. But I still think you should have unconditional love for your wife. 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't disagree with you when you say we should. What I'm saying is we don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that we should not have unconditional love for our spouses and vice versa. What I'm telling you is that does not exist. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. I think that's the individual problem. (laughs) You always think it falls on the individual. It does. (laughs) Because until until the problem with people is they don't want to take responsibility. That is your responsibility. That's something that you have control over. Take a responsibility of their actions. Mm-hmm. Then they'll continue to with this foolishness, right? So you said you don't like liars, right? Correct. Until that liar start taking responsibility for their actions, then they'll no longer be a liar, right? Right. So again, it's individual. Those are individual problems that can be corrected. But if you choose not to correct, then it's going to forever be a problem. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why I always say it depends on the individual. Like if you take the United States, if they say, you know what, we're gonna take we're gonna take what we did wrong to the black community, to the black people, we accept this and this is, you know, we're gonna say it, we're gonna change, we're gonna get rid of this. Stop right there. Stop right there. Go ahead. I hate to stop you right there, but I gotta stop you right there because that Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, man. It's all good. So but um I forgot what I was saying. We said it would never happen as uh, far as um, the United States admitting. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. And if they if they were, if it's a stiff horse to ride, I know mm-hmm. that. Okay. If they right. were, if mm-hmm. they were to, if they were to, uh, not necessarily agree to it, mm-hmm. but if they would speak on it, right, mm-hmm. and, and they would own that situation, it would change. It would change the dynamics and they own it. And when I say own it, I mean own it from all every end of it, right? Okay. All right. Own it so and correct it. Define own it and correct it. Define that for me. And what you and what you envision it. Tell me. And what dynamics would change specifically? So if they were own it, if they came out and said if, if whoever the president or mm-hmm. whoever the one percent that controls the, the country say come out and say, you know what, I want you to do this. They come out and say, you know what, we own what we did. Mm-hmm. What we did was wrong, right? Okay. Uh, and going forward, this is the things that we're going to implement in place. We're no longer going to have these police taught how to just to kill black people, and just saying it's okay for the white people. You know, we've seen it time and time again. Also. We're going to correct that, the, that how you all are seeing as far as financially. We're going to correct that system. So there's so many systems that you have to to correct because it's a it's a large system that's been mm-hmm. has been conditioned. So now you're changing what you're owning, what you're doing, and saying. So now when we go to different countries, black people are not looked at crazy. That's from the United States. You know, black people are not looked at crazy when they go to these different countries. We're not looked at crazy in some of these our own country, right? So now, that's if you do it that way, by owning it. All I'm saying is, well, I always say it depends on the individual because the individual has the choice to change. The individual has the choice to correct what they did. The individual have the choice to look at it outside of themselves. And that's why I say everything is dependent upon the individual because either you own it or you don't. So if you're mm-hmm. telling me if you don't own it, then that means you just stuck on stupid. Whatever depends on what the situation is. Or you choose not to change. You choose to stay where you are. 
those are choices that you you yourself can't control. I didn't ask you to go out here and change the nature. I, ain't, I know you can't control nature. All I'm asking you is control yourself and how you do things. That's all I'm saying. So that's why I always say it depends on the individual. Okay. Because the individual has to own what he or she does. If they never own it, then they'll continue to be in that vicious cycle and then expecting a different result. All right. So I'm going to take what you said, right? As far as America coming in and now making a decision to do their best to, you can't right the wrongs, but you can apologize for them. You can acknowledge them and you can finally pay reparations to those who are in deserving of receiving reparations. But you can also start making those. So we're saying that you can start making those things. You can start correcting a lot of those, those things that you put in place for black folk. Mm-hmm. You can start correcting those, uh, those things. And here is why as optimistic as I would love to be and as enthusiastic as I would like to feel, I firmly believe that will not take place simply because they America alone would get pushback from its own. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's why I say if. Mm-hmm. If. Yeah. I, and I, I get you. And there's always that, that quote unquote um, pushback factor. Mm-hmm. Which is why we can't get anything, or should I say, I can't say we can't get anything, but we get we make a little progress here and there, and this is why progress takes so long, because of the evil element that is present well, in, cre- in politics as well as in in um, even in outside of politics. Well, they created it, and that's the problem. There you they go. Created, they created it. And so it's one of the things you created monster. Now the monster's out of control, so you just got to just let it roll. So then what is the answer? Because that's not the answer. No, that's not the answer. Well, we're, not the answer. answer. we're not doing the answer today. <laughs> you know, answer today. So we're just doing the questions. We're okay. just doing questions. So we need a whole bunch of therapists and experts to come on and help us with all of this, sort all of this out. <laughs> yeah. We, all we have is questions. I got we you. have questions. I, we need answers. I got you. We're not doing we We're not trying to figure it out today. The petty boys ain't doing that today. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, So your um gave out our email address earlier. (laughs) Yes, sir. And no, people, we do not wish to be a secret. We need to be exposed. Put us out there. Yeah, all the way. All the way. Sharing is, as we say, sharing is caring. That's what we believe, at least. And if you want to reach us, you want to holler at us, you want to be a guest on, you got some critiques. And, you know, one of the things I have to, I have to say I forget to acknowledge all the time, email is not the only way you can actually reach us. You can reach us now via Facebook. You can also reach us via Instagram. The Gospel Truth. No BS. We're on Instagram. Uh, we have an Instagram page, thanks to my brother. And we also have a Facebook page, thanks to my brother as well. He's great at social media. I'm, I'm trying. The, I'm the anti-socialist. <laughs> but you can nice. reach us at the gospel truth, no BS at gmail.com. That's the gospel truth, BS at gmail.com. Currently, we are on uh, various platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iHeart, 
Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, and now Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, too, on Spotify, you can rate us. I think you can do that on Apple, too, if I'm not mistaken. But I know on Spotify, you can, you can rate us. We ask for, for fives, of course, but more importantly, we want your honesty. Um, what else we need? Also want to give a shout out to uh, the OK Podcast uh, with K-Boog and O-Dub and Kia. Can yes, sir. Kia, Thank you. I'm sorry. And Thank you for that. Thank you. No, for no, that. of course. And also, we have the G6 Summit that mm-hmm. uh, actually uh, incorporates us, the Gospel Truth, No BS, along with the OK Podcast. And we have Queen Lorraine on there as well. Yes, sir. And the OK Podcast usually drops new episodes on Mondays. And G6 Summit drops bi-weekly, and they will be dropping a new episode this Wednesday. And don't forget, we are going back uh, soon to doing our Black Entrepreneurs. We will have more entrepreneurs on. And if you also need to get in touch with any of the services that they need, uh, please reach out to us at thegospeltruthnobs at gmail.com. Or check out one of our episodes, depending upon what you're looking for. Uh, check out one of our episodes, and you'll be, we make sure that they share their information when, they, when we bring them on. And also, too, I'm referring you to those episodes because you can learn something from them uh, just by listening to that particular episode. Because when we bring you on, when we bring entrepreneurs on, we're bringing them on to showcase them. Our podcast then becomes their podcast. We give it to them. And for guests, just so you're aware, we have a certain time that we record. That's on us. But when we bring our guests on, your podcast, as I just stated, our podcast is actually your podcast. We cater to our guests. And if you talk to any of our guests, they will let you know. Yes, sir. And also, just to give you a quick rundown, well, we don't want to go too far in detail, but we will do a quick rundown to give you who we had on so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the first one would be Turning Art Productions. Um, yes, sir. And then the second one is... Uh, Lorraine Hopkins, she is a two-time author, a caterer, a cosmetologist. And hairstylist. And hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And then third is which she is a therapist. Mm -hmm. And the fourth one actually was um, a a touch of grace with London, which is uh, two entrepreneurs, a mother and daughter. And the daughter is the CEO of the... um, of the uh, of the business, mm-hmm. and then we also had um, Doctor Danielle Green Watson. Thank you, mm-hmm. uh, podiatrist. podiatrist. She was on, uh, guess what, three weeks ago now. Yes, sir. And the name of her practice is Souls to Heal. And then we also had on a fashion designer, which is Drell Nicole, if I'm not mistaken. Drell Nicole Inc. That is correct. Yes, Thank sir. you, sir. She's been in business since 2013. She has, in her own words, a passion for fashion. So we have the different entrepreneurs out there for you, uh, and we want to have more on. So definitely, please uh, reach out to us at thegospeltruth at gmail.com. And also, too, I know it seems like we've been a little sexist because all of the guests that we've had on have actually been women. But... um. Our male entrepreneurs, we know you exist. We have not forgotten about you. Um, reach out to us as we will be reaching out to you as well to bring you on. Yes, sir. 
So anything else you got for us, my brother? That's it. No, we're not doing no no quotes at the end of the day. But the petty boy signing off. <laughs> uh, God bless. God bless. Open your mind. <laughs>